Welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. This is the place where we share strategies to help you create a life you love. I'm your host, Whitney, a real-life working mom at a Fortune 500, professional speaker, and coach. I'm going to help you get real-life relief with simple systems so you can find more time and have less stress. With intentional daily action, you can live your best days now and forever. You've probably heard that clarity and self-care are two of the keys for building an awesome life. But in today's busy world, who has the time to figure out exactly what that means for herself? You can learn on your own, but you're learning in a vacuum. And with how much you have going on, it becomes really easy to put your own personal growth on the back burner, which is where I come in. When you work with me, you'll get support from someone who really understands the challenges of being a working mom. I want to give you a special invite to request a free strategy call with me by visiting thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. Again, that URL is thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash free call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Hey, Marissa, welcome to the Savvy Working Mom podcast. Hi, Whitney. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to be here. I know that you listened to the show and I was just wondering, like, let's open up with like, what made you actually want to be a guest on the show? Sure. Well, it's called the Savvy Working Mom, and I, I think of myself as a savvy working mom. You know, we're, we're, we're all trying to find this balance, and um, I'm in the midst of raising four young children and running a, a, a company that's very quickly growing. And so um, I just, you know, obviously connect very well with your message, and, and I love everything that stands for. So that's why I was really interested in connecting with you. And I was so excited to actually have you on the show. When I first read your bio, I was like, whoa, yeah, she's definitely a savvy working mom and she's running this company in the middle of COVID with all these babies. What has this been like for you? You know, part of it's been a nightmare and part of it's been a dream and it's really finding the balance between those two things. You know, they say timing, timing is everything and our business really took off because of this pandemic and it, it probably wouldn't have been the case had this pandemic not happened. Um, so it's been this crazy roller coaster ride. I have two sets of twins at home. Our older set is turning five next week and the youngest set is two and a half. And so there's a lot going on at home and the kids, you know, need a lot of hands-on attention. And the business has grown from just my husband and myself to now having 30 employees. And so trying to, uh, you know, take advantage of the opportunity um, while it's here and, and trying to, you know, raise the kids and balance the company. Um, so just going back to what I said at the beginning, it's, it's half nightmare, like uh, somewhat uh, and half, uh, you know, crazy, amazing opportunities. Let's talk a little bit about your business. It's, it's Rafi Nova. Yes. Did I pronounce yes. it correctly? Okay. You did. Yes. And it's can you share a little bit what it is? Cause I, I, yeah. our, I know, but the listeners don't know. Absolutely. So Rafi Nova is named after our two sets of twins, Raya and Effie and Noah and Ava. And it's a social enterprise that's on a mission to create great products that meet the ever-changing needs of families and connecting communities. So what does that mean? Rafi Nova started out by creating a line of sustainably sourced, eco-friendly bags and accessories that encourage families to get out and adventure. So the first product was a backpack that was started out as a diaper bag and then just turned into an awesome, versatile bag um, that can be used for any adventure, whether that's going to work, you know, going to Vietnam or, or going to the local park. Um, and then we have a series of pouches and accessories that go along with it. All of our bags feature vegan leather and upcycled textiles from ethnic women um, throughout Southeast Asia. 
we launched um, in mid-February, and I know we'll get into this a little bit more, but quickly pivoted into making masks. So our main product right now is face masks, but what we were really born on and what we're going to come back to are these really special, versatile bags and accessories that encourage people to get out and to connect. So yes, let's talk about the pivot. You've had to pivot your business uh, because of everything that happened with COVID and you've done it successfully and that's so impressive. And I'd love to hear a little bit more about just the mindset and how you were able to act quickly and capitalize on this opportunity. But then also I'm sure as a mom with four kids, five and under, that you've had to have a lot of pivoting and being flexible and changing because things don't always go the way that you planned. And I would love to hear maybe how being a mom helped you to drive some of the change in your business and maybe what you've learned from your business helps you to be a mom. Absolutely. So let's start with the pivot and then I'll get into sort of how being a mom allowed us to pivot. We launched our company in mid-February and probably the worst time in the history of the world to launch a travel-related a product company. Something I've learned in my past, uh, and we'll get back into this with, with how it relates to motherhood, is, is being flexible and, and planning, but not you know realizing that things don't always go as planned. Um, for the past four years, my husband and I have been living overseas in Vietnam with our four kids, and we travel all the time. My first set of twins went to 20 countries before they were potty trained. So every weekend, every like time we had you know time off work, we were out traveling and exploring and that really taught us to be flexible, to be adaptive. And these are all ways we wanted to, you know, really raise our children. And this really resonates with our business. So my husband and I have been in the manufacturing industry um, for nearly a decade. We were living in Vietnam where we helped companies make great products in Vietnam. And for the longest time, we, we just really wanted to have our own brand because our company was based on how other companies are, are marketing their products and the sales that they have, you know, so that, you know, let's say they're, they're manufacturing a backpack, the quantity would be based on how well that sells. And that's not up to us, that's up to the customer. And so our manufacturing experience coupled with all of our travels and having, you know, a large young family, we wanted to create this company of our own, our own brand um, with these products. And so spent about a year working on it, was in Vietnam, like, throughout the entire uh, development process, moved back at the end of January of this year because COVID was spreading in Vietnam and because we wanted to launch the product and be stateside, launched. And then two weeks later, it was like crickets. Like there was no traffic on our website. There were no sales. And it was extremely upsetting, like many other business owners have experienced. We had spent, you know, all of our savings on, on this first product line. Um, and then here we are, with all this product and no customers and all of our messaging and marketing was about getting out and adventuring and connecting and, and none of that was applicable, you know, at the time. So we spent a few days kind of licking our wounds and then sitting back and being like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Um, but I think my husband and I, like our whole, you know, we're always, we, we try and see the glass, you know, half full. We try and see the brighter side. I knew that the product wasn't going to expire. It's not like it had a shelf life. Um, so we, you know, we spent a couple of weeks playing house with the four kids, you know, you know, cooking every gourmet meal, cleaning every nook and cranny like everybody else. And then we sat back and we're like, all right, what are we going to do? You know what, if we're not going to have, if we're not going to be making an income, if we're not going to be selling our product, let's just put our resources to good use. And we decided at that moment that we would manufacture masks and it came out of a sense of service. We were going to manufacture masks at our factory in Vietnam 
to, to donate to frontline workers. Our, our factory was hurting. All the employees there that were very close with in Vietnam, you know, they didn't have much business. Everyone was canceling their orders. Nobody could find masks in the U.S. And we were actually very, um, we had a lot of experience wearing masks because in Vietnam, we wear masks every day. So our kids wore masks, we wore masks, and it was an easy product for our Vietnamese factory to transition to. So we put up a crowdfunding campaign on iFundWomen with the goal to donate 10,000 masks. And we started there. And then within a few days, people were asking us to sell the masks on our website. We put it up on our website, not with a real plan to sell them, posted on my Facebook group, woke up the next morning, and uh, we had $25,000 in sales. And the company took off from there. So that's a little bit about the pivot. Um, since, since April 3rd, we've made over 2 million masks and donated over 175,000 masks and now have 30 employees. That's amazing. That's such a great story. But wait, pause, because yeah. you just said that you guys wore masks in Vietnam regularly. What is the secret to getting young kids to wear masks? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. First, um, you know, depending on the age, you need to make sure that the mask fits them properly. So it's not falling down. It's not, you know, moving up when they're talking. It has to have a good fit. It has to be comfortable. The second thing is it has to look cool to them or look cute. You know, maybe if they're young, it has like a pink unicorn on it. Maybe if they're, you know, elementary school, it has like, I don't know, rhinestones on it. it. They have to like what it looks like. The third way is to mimic mom, mimic dad, you know, show them you're wearing this. You should wear it too. My kids love to match me. Um, you know, again, depends on the age. The fourth thing, I think really explaining to them what's happening in the world and why it's important to wear this mask and how this mask really does protect people. Um, I found my kids are all in preschool and the preschoolers they don't mind wearing the masks. It's the adults that are complaining. <laughs> so uh, I think just trying to make that connection with them and, and finding something that fits and that's comfortable. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I asked because I have a two and a half year old and we're struggling to get him to wear a mask for a continual amount of time. And we're about to get on a flight, a five hour flight to Utah. You know, my kids, they've been wearing masks since like March now. And they're my two and a half year old. They're, they keep it on all day at school. But I read these stories about parents of little kids on planes and how they're kicking them off planes. And I'm thinking like, we're, we're, my kids have a lot of experience on airplanes. They have a lot of experience wearing masks, but they're two and a half. I, I don't, I don't think hundred percent my kids would keep it on for the flight. So I think practicing a lot and telling them the importance bribery that always works. Uh, and then just some good luck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We do hope to trade screen time for mask time. Yeah. Mask no, the screen. On the no plane. shame. No shame in that. Okay, but let's take it back now that you've answered my personal question to talking about um, to talking about motherhood and, yes. and kind of the learnings from motherhood that have helped you. So for sure, our journey in parenthood and motherhood prepared us for this pivot. Um, I think had we not had that experience, it would not have been the same. So let's talk about parenthood. And, you know, being a mom of multiples, the biggest thing, I have a few tips that I tell other people that are pregnant with multiples. Um, and now I've gone through this twice. So I am a mom of multiple multiples. Um, the first thing is that uh, you need to be flexible. So things never go as planned. I mean, I talk to all these these, you know, expecting moms and they're like, I have this perfect birth plan for my birth story. And this is the music that's going to play. And this is all this stuff. And I just want to say to them, like, uh, you know, it's good to prepare, but like, if you constantly have this image in your mind, you're going to be disappointed because life does not go as planned and you, it can't be scripted. You can prepare and pre preparation is good, but having like 
you know, you things don't go as planned. And so we learn this a lot when we're traveling with our kids. We constantly set our expectations low and then we're, we're pleasantly surprised. Um, so I say, set your expectations low. Nothing's going to be perfect. 70% is good enough for me. And so that's sort of how I live my life. Not that I'm a 70 percenter, but like there's no such thing as like perfection. And so you have to be okay with 70%. So I'd say that, you know, my journey of motherhood, it's been pretty crazy having two sets of twins, you know, never being able to give that one kid like your full attention. So the flexibility. So, you know, we were, we were a traveling family before this pandemic and we were always on an airplane. We were always like staying somewhere different night after night. I mean, we, we had a home, but we were, we were always on the go. And so being able to be adaptable, to be flexible, to be open-minded, um, and to like laugh and make light of things. Like just, you know, sometimes things are a disaster. The kid, like, you know, our kid would have like a massive blowout and they're, you know, we wouldn't have any extra clothes. We run out of diapers. Like, it's just, you gotta just laugh. And, you know, as long as you're safe and your kids are, you know, healthy and thriving, like just laugh and, and, uh, you know, make light of the situation. So this really helped prepare us for this pivot because, had we been someone who was waiting for the perfect time or calculated all the numbers and, you know, all that stuff, we wouldn't have done it. But sometimes you just have to take, you have to take chances and you have to kind of trust that things are going to work out. And that's sort of what happened here with Rafi Nova. Hey again, it's Whitney. I hope that you're enjoying the show. If you're a busy mama who wants more time for herself and her passions, Get started today by getting my free video short course, More Time and Less Guilt by Monday, at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time. If you're new here or haven't yet done this, it is definitely the first step to getting started and applying these principles to your life. Head on over to thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash more time and grab your free gift today. I'm just thinking you have four littles and a growing business in the middle of a pandemic, how are you staying sane? Like what, (laughs) I don't want to ask like, what is your self-care routine, but like, how are you staying sane? How are you doing all this and, and living well? (laughs) So I think, you know, part of the way I've gotten through having two sets of twins is that like, I don't take everything so seriously and I'm able to sort of move on. Like I have a really bad morning and I sort of like, forget about it. And I'm able to, to move forward. And I think that's a good quality of mine. Um, it doesn't always lend itself in all parts of life, but I think it's been good as a, as a working mom. I don't stay sane. I try to make light of things. I mean, my life's like a joke. Like if you could see our morning routines, like, you know, I, I read your, I, I've, I've read your blog and you talk about like how to create a strong morning routine. And I fully stand behind this, but like I try and our mornings, like it feels by the time it's 9.01 and I drop the kids at school and I'm on my way to work, like it feels like I ran a marathon and then I have to get to work and be a leader and like put that behind me. And it's, it really messes with your head. And, and, you know, I need that time at night after the kids go to bed to just like watch Netflix or just like do nothing. And, and that, I don't make enough of that time, but you need that escape, like whatever it is. So um, something that I do is I love to exercise. I don't do it. You know, I, I, I don't run marathons, but I try and, you know, exercise if I'm able to, I just started going on the Peloton and doing just the 20 minute rides in the morning, because that's all the time I have. And you know what? That's fine. It's like, I, I sweat, I have a little me time and I get ready and I get the kids and, and I go to work. And so even just finding 20 minute, but really just like finding that time right now, the kids are at school 
for like half the day. And then I have a wonderful nanny that's with them in the afternoons. And my husband and I, we share an office at work. Um, we switch off who does drop off, who does pick up. At the beginning of the pandemic, when, when they weren't in school and we weren't, you know, seeing my parents or my husband's parents, we were, we made a decision that I would go to work every day and my husband would stay home. Um, the kids are a little bit better with him. And so he's able to like take out his laptop with me. They're just like on top of me and I can't work at all when I'm with them. I mean, you carve out the time, even if it's 20 minutes is, is what I'm hearing. And you don't over overthink things or put too much pressure on one individual situation. You keep it light where you can. That's, that's kind of what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I do, it's so real what you said about, you felt like you, you feel like you were, have run a marathon before you even get to work. Uh, before becoming a mother, I had no idea what it was like just to live an entire lifetime before stepping into the office it's like from the time you get the kids up till you get them there, you have already accomplished so very, very much. Yeah. And not only that, it's like you come home from work and then you have this whole other, you know, a nighttime routine and, um, you know, people in the office, let's say that don't have kids yet or, or whatnot. Like, they, you know, when I, when I was working more in the corporate world, pre-kids, you know, I, I don't think I gave the proper respect to the, my coworkers that had kids, you know, if they were leaving early or they, you know, were going to a kid's game or something like that. It's just like, I didn't get it. And like, where are they? Why aren't they here? And it's like, oh my God, you have to have, I mean, everyone, no matter if they have kids or they don't, they have things going on in their life that require attention outside of work. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's not the case at all, but yeah, it's like, it's, it's really not balancing the whole thing. And there's never a good balance. And I think this goes back to the 70% thing. Like you can't be a perfect employee, a perfect CEO, a perfect mom. You can't be there for everything. And that needs to be, you need to be okay with that. You need to be accepting of that or you're constantly going to set yourself up for failure. What tips or tricks do you have for making those mindset switches of like, you've been with the kids in the morning and then you get to work and you're running this company. Like, how do you, how do you turn the one thing off or at least like dim it down a little bit so that you can turn the other thing on? So I'll give some specific tips, but for sure, like in our routine, like in the mornings when they're just like crazy and we're running and we're trying to get four kids out of the house, like I try, you know, my husband will bring up things about work and I'm like, no, 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 we'll talk about that at work. Like we'll start thinking about that on the drive-in. So I try and like be focused on my kids. Like that doesn't always happen. And yes, I am still like scrolling Facebook and doing things like that. It's not like I can't fully shut off and I would love to, but I just can't. When I'm at work, you know, if, if, but the school were to call or like, there's something I always take it. I don't just like shut that out, but I know like, okay, the kids are at school. The kids are with the nanny. The kids are with my husband. They're okay. I'm going to focus on this until I get like a, oh my God, you're needed, like come home, you know? So I do try and like, just be uh, present with where I am. I'm not always present. I'm not going to lie. So definitely trying to like carve that time. And then when, when I'm at home at night, like I'm trying to, you know, if I have like two hours between like dinner and bedtime, I'm trying to really focus on the kids and not focus on work. Some tips are try and have some time management in that, like carve out the time for where you are at that, at that particular present time. So for example, this morning was like particularly rough. One of my children um, is a lot needier than the other three and like kind of takes a lot out of me and is like always on top of me. And this morning was particularly hard. I knew that once I dropped them at school, I needed like 10 or 15 minutes to sort of like de to kind of like get my composure back before I could just like walk into the office and be a leader. 
you know, I stopped at this little cafe near work and I got, you know, a coffee and, and a bagel to go. And I sat in my car for like 15 minutes before coming into the office. And I was like, just tried to center myself. <laughs> I don't really meditate. Um, I, I would like to be more mindful and I would like to start meditating. I haven't found the time or like the, I don't know, I haven't gotten there yet. That's, that's an, ex an, an excuse, but um, I would like to, to do that type of thing. But you know, I, I turned on um, a podcast in my car that I like to listen to just for a few minutes. And I tried to just get myself together so that I could walk into the office feeling a little bit more settled, <laughs> centered. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> so you're, so you're purposely building in a buffer between the two activities this morning. Anyway, you built in a buffer between the two activities to help you like switch. It's not like you just literally went from the car straight into the office. Exactly. Um, I think the only time that I really have that's like mine is those early mornings when I wake up super early and I don't want to do it. Um, but like when it's nice out, I'll go for a run and I'll <laughs> listen to a podcast that I really enjoy, or I'll be like brainstorming. I get the, I think a lot of people do, but I, the, the best ideas come to me when I'm exercising. And so I'll go on these sort of slow runs. I'm, I'm not running really, really fast. That doesn't matter. But I get, that's like me time. Um, the last couple of weeks, my two and a half year old has been going through a sleep progression where she's waking up at like 4.30 in the morning and it's taking away my me time and it's killing me. My two and a half year old has been waking up really early and that is the time. Like I have, so I have a two and a half year old and I have, um, and I have a five month old. And there's like that oh, one yeah. sweet window where like I nurse the five month old and then I used to have like an hour before, like I nurse him around five or so. And then I would have like an hour before my son would wake up, but no, he's waking up. I know it's like, you need five. that time. And what, so I'm hoping it's a, it's just, you know, I've noticed something with motherhood, with parenthood is like, everything's a stage. So you think like, is this ever going to change? And like, it will, it's a stage. And then something else will happen that you're going to be like wishful that it will change. I think we just have to take it, you know, for what it is, understand it's temporary. It's a stage, hopefully, but yeah, we're going to get through it. <laughs> we're going to get through it. And you're right. It's a stage and then it will, it will pass. And yes. we'll barely remember it. This too shall pass. <laughs> exactly. Well, we are coming to the end and I want to make sure that we leave some time to ask you my two favorite questions. The first, and you alluded to this earlier, but what is your morning routine? My morning routine is waking up between 5.30 and 6, um, getting in like 30 to 45 minutes of exercise, taking a shower, getting myself dressed, and then getting all the kids up. Um, we do put on the TV in the morning. It's the only thing that keeps me sane. So the little ones request Peppa Pig. We put that on. We eat. Uh, they have a little kids table in the family room and we do cereal and uh, it's and then uh, things don't always go as planned that way. But uh, breakfast, get everyone dressed, get them out into the car, drop them off at school around nine o'clock and get into the office. And then I usually get home around six or six thirty. And I often miss dinner with the kids. Um, but that's just the nature of, of what's happening. Yeah, that's real. I, I think a lot <laughs> of moms are experiencing that same type of get home a little later than you'd like to, but it's, it's what you do. So you can do all the things you want to do. And then the last question is, what is the one thing that you want other working moms to know? 70%. You're never going to be perfect. So don't be just do your best. Give it your all. Know that, uh, you know, this too shall pass. Um, and, and really just be proud of yourself. I think any day that your kid is thriving and that, and that you're doing okay is, is a good day. I mean, just, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. I'm answering like a hundred thousand things. Cause I just feel so strongly about this. Like, don't be so hard on yourself. You're going to get through it and you're doing great.
That's all we've got for this episode of the Savvy Working Mom podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Also make sure to link up with us at thesavvyworkingmom.com forward slash blog and on Instagram at thesavvyworkingmom. And please just share, share, share this podcast with any other mama who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, with intentional and daily action, you can live your best days now and forever.